Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Capita. Capita's software solution seeks to automate the equity management process for startups, including workflows around cap tables, ESOPs, due diligence, and transactions. Sign up at Capita.com to get started with your digital cap table, ESOP, award granting, and all things equity. Free for companies with under 25 stakeholders. Also powered by Limitless Connect. Limitless Connect can provide digital CX solutions. The teams of Limitless Connect have years of CX experience, which equip them as the driving contact centers in the future. Sign up for a free consultation with Limitless Connect at www.limitlesscx.com. With Limitless Connect by your side, anything is possible. And brought to you by GoTime Bank. GoTime Bank is owned by the Gokong Wei Group, the same companies that brought you brands you love like Cebu Pacific and many more. GoTime Bank makes next-level banking a breeze with its convenient account opening process. It takes less than five minutes to get started via the free app. Plus, get your GoTime Bank Visa card at one of their kiosks for free. Download the GoTime Bank app today and experience the next level of banking. You may visit www.gotime.com.ph for more details. We always treat the customer of our customer is our customer. Meaning, it's a brand. Eh. Pag nasira, hindi naman si Mover. Eh. Si customer. Like for example, in the SM Appliance Center, pag nakapalpa kami, it's SM Appliance Center, not us. No? So we always make sure that we take care of the brand. That we know the brand value. We know that it's very expensive to build a brand, right? Welcome to Hustle Share. 
the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beethyong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. We finally got this guy. I've actually known of you for a long time now. So shout out to your contemporaries like uh, Magellan, with Audrey. I always remember you guys starting out during that era of around 2015, 16, 17. That's when I first heard of Mover. And again, I've always been a fan. I've been a user when I bought in IKEA. So thank you very much. Thank you. Um, thank you. But again, very, very excited to finally have you guys here on the show. So without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Mr. Dennis Nang and Jade Hugo of Mummer. Hello, guys. Yeah, thank you, Ron. Yeah, it's an honor to be interviewed by you. Honestly, it's been a while now. I've been asking around. But hindi kumahanap si si Hassel Share, but hindi pa kami in interview, pa kami pa kami. I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to get you too, but again, it's so hard. But but this, this, finally, uh, we're here. Thank you for having us here. I uh, just want to share right. about our mober. Again, very big fan of what you guys do. But before I get carried away, I need to ask you guys the million dollar question. Guys, what's your hustle? Okay, uh, first we want to help the SME before on how to make their delivery easier. No? But again, we're the first generation startup, right? I mean, you mentioned 2015, Magellan, Audrey. These are the first generation founder in the Philippines. No? So we're, I think they always say that if you manage to be a alive, founded, uh, <laughs> to be still here after five years, then I think you're doing okay. So. Well, again, uh, the hustle is really hard, you know. I mean, not only Pivot, but we also found our niche market and, and we're quite happy with our position. Now. That's amazing. Again, thanks so much. But I need you guys to buckle up. I think Jade is on the road too. She's already buckled up. Dennis, I need you to buckle up real quick. Because before we talk about Mover, we have to see the origin story. And then we're going to talk about how you guys pivoted and survived it past five years. Because again, it's easy to die out when you have near-death experiences, but we'll talk about that after because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. All right, now we're all the way back. I'll start first with Jade. Because, right, of course, Dennis, we know you are the ultimate founder. Before Mober, what was your journey? I mean, walk us through how you guys started out. And do you remember your very first hustles? Yeah, uh- before I was um, with a corporate account, I used to do sales and marketing with the previous internet web serving company local in the Philippines. Then I started working with Dennis with some of his projects. So we started with online listing and then taxi dispatching. Wow. That's how we started with pivoting to mover. All right. Now, but before that, I wanted to understand before we jump to Dennis real quick. What was it like growing up? Because you come from working with in corporate, you know, you yeah, were accounting, you're an AE for Web Focus, yeah. Creative Online Media, Go Vago Inc. And then you became the head honcho in Rest Diary in 2014 to 2019 in Glasgow in the UK. <laughs> All right. So I want to understand real quick that journey from being an employee to becoming co-founder in 2015. 
that was a different grind, right? Because at one point okay. you were doing rest diary and you were also doing mobber at the same time. That's a totally different grind. But talk to me about what you did first and what are the skills you acquired prior to that? I'm an HRM graduate. So very close to Rest Diary software. So mm-hmm. Rest Diary is um, restaurant software management. Mm-hmm. So I have the background for doing the business with Rest Diary. Apart from doing Uber, I'll do the product knowledge testing of the system. So yeah. That's amazing. All right. Now let's go to the Godfather. All right. I have uh, this. I've been really wanting to get a hold of you for the longest time and really dissect your journey. So I got a little bit of a sneak peek of a bit of your journey through Invernales of Unicorn sent it over. But Dennis, I want to understand what was it like growing it up from your end? What was your very first remembrance of doing hustle back then? And did you ever get to see entrepreneurship as a path forward when you were young? Yeah, I think... Malalaman yung age ko. Ah. That's fine, Tito Dennis. <laughs> no, I think I think I was really born as an entrepreneur. No? So my background is I grew up in Bicol. I came from Tabaco Albay. Growing up with my mom, our business then was we were selling wholesale of salt, sugar, lard, no? the provincia. Wow. Uh, mm. So elementary, elementary pa lang. We have my mom sa business namin. In the morning, she delivers all the goods, the items that mm-hmm. ordered from us while we go to the school. Then in the afternoon, uh, after the school, we go to the palenque where we collect naman daily. Yung deliver ng mom ko, we collect naman from the customer. Nice. Uh, we have this installment payment scheme before. Uh, I remember may malit pang notebook. Uh, aling puring, no? Oh, ito yung bayad mo. <laughs> so every day, I grew up with that hassle, no? With my brother. Every day, we're young, no? I realized that I'm an entrepreneur because I saw the opportunity while we were, I think I was grade six. Customer ko lahat yung wholesaler sa palengke. So I bought this, a bukayo, ano, a Filipino word, bukayo, right? Yung mga yeah, yeah. coconut candy. I bought it from my customer, nakilala ko. They gave me a discount. Then I resell it in my school. You know, ah. uh, modestly aside, my grandfather is well off. They have a good business there. My grandfather used to be the chairman of this non-government school. It's a Chinese school there, right? Mahirap kasi before to ask for baon. <laughs> nah. So it's really hard, though, because my mom single-handedly uh, raised us for siblings. So, so mahirap. So wow. I want to make extra income. I become this student police that time. Na pag student police ka, you have a 30, at 15 minutes uh, lead time you can go out. You form to prepare the recess, right? So... Can you imagine from grade three to fourth year, may ahente ako <laughs> So when I came, I thought, oh, ito, ito order mo. So, you know, I, I've been doing that since grade six. I realized it because I need more baon, so I am doing this. One day, I was called into principal office and say, Dennis, oh, no. susumbong kita sa lolo mo. I said, why? <laughs> because my lolo is the chairman of the school. I, said, uh, I will suppose. So, why? What? Anong ginawa ko? Uh, the country is complaining that yung customer nila nasa yun na. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, I was really oh young God. then. I never realized that there's such, such thing like it. So my grandfather called me and said, I think you have to stop doing it. No? He told me that, oh. Dennis, it's not bad what you're doing, but you are in this school to study. 
There is time okay. for entrepreneur. Diba? But to uh-huh. what you're doing is unfair competition. This is one thing that I always realize. Is that it's unfair competition because the canteen is paying rent while you are not paying rent. So it's unfair. So you have to stop. Then he said, I'll give you the bow that you want, but you have to stop. No? But again, I, I thought... <laughs> Still a win-win for you. You yeah. got the bow that you want. <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought I'll stop. No, but in the, I continued doing another business. Because I have, is... I have this client, client base na in the Palenque. So we okay. buy newspaper from the dentist, from the human matatanda. Ah. Then I sent it to the... Store, yung mga customer ko, sila mang Roelio, they need newspaper, wala pang plastic masyado, they, they balot, they good. So, we bought it sa mga dentist namin, yung mga kaibigan ng mga lolo ko. May kariton. We literally pull kariton on a wow. Saturday. And, and I realized ko lang now that, siya, wala akong hiya pala before. Just <laughs> 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 with the kariton. That, that's, that's my background, okay? So, selling right. it then. So, I took accounting because I want to I wanna learn about the books, no? Or how it's recorded, no? Then after graduating, my being entrepreneur continued, no? Because I worked as an auditor. I worked as an external auditor for Ernst & Young, then Punong Bayan Partnership. Oh, EY and Punong Bayan. Wow. That was That's 1993, amazing. no? But the objective of going there is not to work as a corporate, no? But as an auditor, of course, yung libro. Right. So you know kung ano yung mga pwedeng negosyo, you, you get ideas. No? I just worked That's there for idea. one year because my mindset was really I want to have my own business uh, at the time. So, That's amazing. Yeah, that, that's one year. Then after that, I started my salt industry. I became right. a salt dealer in the Philippines. No? The intention then was to buy salt from Bulacan to sell it to my brother in Bicol because we used to buy from a wholesaler in the, in the, Philipp- in the Manila. So ngayon, I started doing that. No? Then, amazingly, after a year or two, I've been selling salt nationwide. That's amazing. I have a, several questions about the journey. Obviously, amazing. You've always had the entrepreneurial itch. Your grandfather closes the door on you. You find another way to make money. This really is there. But not everybody's built with that gift. I want to understand a couple of things. From your point of view, when you're doing all these sales, because most of the time, people succumb to peer pressure. Especially in when you're growing up. Oh, I want to be cool like everybody else. Like, oh, you're why are you making benta? You're so uncool, blah, blah, blah. I want to understand several things on how you kept pushing and what are the soft skills that you've learned along the way. Because of course, you said you had kapal ng muka. You're going to sell anyway, right? But for you to persist through that and also remove the peer pressure along with the mentorship unknowingly that you got from your mom because you've seen her how to hustle. What are those things that you still developed along the way while you were doing that? Say, selling bukayo, selling newspapers and whatnot. Because again, in the province, people frown upon this. It's not just here. Entrepreneurship is such a taboo that people will make fun of you sometimes just because you're doing that. I think the motivation came from my mom, no? Because I saw her hustle, no? because she was raising four of us. No? Uh, but I will be hypocrite to say that there's no peer pressure. I mean, the point, I want to use the word is ingit. No? I can see my classmates after school, they stay in school and they play basketball, right? So why I can't do that? I have to go to the Palenque to collect uh, yung deliver ng mom ko. No? So but I don't know, maybe just naturally thought that we have to help my mom to survive. 
Uh, so, so that's what we have learned. No? There's nothing wrong with Provinciano Negocio because if we look at it now, there are so many Provinciano brands. No? I mean, like, if you don't mind me. Yeah, Mang Inasal, CDO. These are Provinciano, but now made to the national level, right? I have a lot of friends on no, Provinciano and they're doing very well. No? So, as I move on, no, I studied accounting. Uh, it came naturally sa akin. It's like, I want to do accounting because I want to learn the book. Honestly, before accounting, I studied computer science. Uh, I think oh. I, I, I'm the second batch Komsai of Lasan. So, what? Yes, yes. That's amazing. So, lang, because I came from a provincia, wala naman computer that time. I'll tell you a story that when our professor in LaSalle were asking, what is a computer? Okay. I, I was so worried, no? Na, anong sasabihin ko pag ako natawag, no? <laughs> okay. I will tell you, okay. Uh-huh. Ang nasa isip ko, it's a TV with a typewriter. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that was, I was so worried. Oh, that's right. That's how we understood what it looked like. Yeah. So I was but so, you forget the CPU, Dennis. Okay. So, because okay. we don't have computer in Bicol, uh-huh. then coming and become a computer a science student, right? So, uh-huh. well, I was lucky na hindi ako natanong. Natanong yung katabi ko. You did, you, <laughs> I know this guy, I can't remember, I can't forget him, he's Mr. Mano from Pampanga. <laughs> you should have said that there is a CPU. Perfect answer. But I want to understand one thing, Dennis. Just again, you've always had, and this is a, I wish I had this in hindsight because I still am not good at it. I need to rely on finding co-founders that are good with it, which is understanding cash flow. Because in any type of business, in even whether it's your own finances, especially more in, in business, if you understand how to take care of cash flow, you know, not overspending, then any type of business that you touch, you'll eventually figure out. And you, you learned that early, but because you were the collector of your mom, she's doing the sales and whatnot. And now you go to Punung Bayan and EY at a grander scale, you understand books and cash flow from a mile away. And what I love about what you said was that you were very deliberate about going into corporate not to stay there forever. Because I had a similar path. When I first started in, I mean, my first job was a call center agent. That's how I learned how to speak like this. But in between my first try of guestless.ph, it was my thesis in college. I said, there's something lacking. I knew how to get people to use my app. I didn't know how to close. So I had so many users, nobody was paying me. It was like, what the hell am I doing here? So the very first try, I took a one-year sabbatical, not to really... I just paused the, the app and I restarted it again. And I joined Groupon with the exact same motive, which is I want to learn how to fucking sell. And sell I did. I became a top seller and now that's my lifelong skill. I'm boodling you every time because I learned that from Groupon. But you, one of the skills that you really did was really understanding cash flow and how to make sure that this becomes a very, very good business because you understand it as a small time or it's not small time as a kid and now you understand it in a grand scheme of things talk to me about the principles that you've learned about how to create a successful business in a financial aspect especially in the lens of cash flow okay uh the journey is or the hassle is really tough no so every startup uh we always forget 
the accounting side, the yes. cash flow side. Yung parang, sige, yes. no, let's do it, let's do it. Then, bahala Raise na Raise money, acquire customers. So, yung magana, no? Uh, I mean, we are still hustling now with that one, honestly. Because uh, we're a small startup, me, Jade. I've been telling the thing that, hey, we're doing a sari-sari store before where we can manage mm-hmm. tayo-tayo lang. And we always forget to manage the cash flow. Because if there's no cash or collection coming in, then pa-utang. Game over. Pa-utang ulit pa rin. I mean, you keep on bootstrapping, then you mm-hmm. tend to forget to record it. No? So my advice here for a startup, while you are just starting, make sure your accounting, your bookkeeping is yes. very clean. Never, never forget that. Because at the end of the day, by the time that you have investor, by the time that you're doing well, you have the traction, there's investor. Investors will always ask for the numbers, for the proper bookkeeping, for the proper cash flow. At babalik at babalik ka doon, right? So as early as now, try to clean it. Kahit isang account lang, isang entry lang, do it accordingly. It's been our dilemma. Later, we'll discuss about our fundraising. And this is my dilemma. We're cleaning the books and making it an investor-friendly or investor-ready. No? So again, you're right, Ron, that accounting cash flow dapat nandiyan yan. Yeah. Yes. And again, that's, of course, there's a million things you should do as a founder. But at the end of the day, if somebody looks at your data room, everybody else, everything else is secondary. And the only thing they'll look at is your p That's it. Because if it, that shit is a mess, uh-uh. Good luck, right? You cannot lie on that, that thing. That, that's the most important thing. All right, last question before we take our first pick. Sorry, Jade, we, we went through a rabbit hole real quick. Dennis, I'll just go ask you one last question. So you did the salt dealer business, right? Coming from working in EY and Punong Bayan to becoming a first-time entrepreneur. Talk to me about two things. What are the very first wins that you got? But more than that, I want to understand... What were the biggest mistakes you got while running the salt business? Because again, you can never prepare. I don't care how long you've been in business. You can only rack up some experiences, but you can never make yourself immune from making mistakes or fresh new mistakes. There's always new learnings that you do. But while you're doing the salt business, what were the mistakes and the wins that you got also? I think the first win was I was able to find the source ng asinda. I had to go oh. to Bulacan. That's from Bulacan, sasakay ka ng bangka to go to the salt farm. Okay. There is such a thing. I never knew. Uh, yes, okay, yes, cool. yes. So the first win was the first purchase of my first order. My first nice. order was my brother. So my first <laughs> buy, the first uh-huh. win I would consider as first win because I was able to buy salt direct. I was able to see how it is produced. So it was amazing. And how the hassle of this salt farmer so that's my first win. Mistakes. Well, always work in progress. Every stage may mali. The first right. time we bought salt, mali yung sako. I mean... So we, it melted? No, no. We bought a sako, then mali yung size ng sako. Hindi kasi yung 50 kilos. Oh yeah. my God. So, you know, so we have to tweak. No? But a mistake, you will always learn from a mistake. Your experience mali yon. Then it came out that ay pwede pala tayong magbenta ng asinamura, pero mas malit ang sako. So those are the mistakes, right? Then hassle. I mean, uh, I can claim now that I became number two salt dealer in the Philippines because wow. palaban na ng presyo eh. You wanna be number one, no? Nagiging loss leader ka eh. 
Diba? So we import salt from India. I import salt from the Dead Sea, the Jordan. Because of the La Nina, we don't have salt. We don't produce salt. We have to import salt, right? So I remember I was invited to Congress before. One of the resource speakers for the Asin Law, we have this 8172, that dapat salt, na, even the rock salt, right? So those are the things that I experienced. No? Then again, uh, Ron, when you say success, no, success doesn't mean financially successful. No? In that 10 years of 11 years of my salt career, right, I may not be financially successful because we are losing a lot now, but that 11 years of experience is a success for me. I mean, I learned that was my core foundation. No? Whatever yeah, I'm doing now, I mean, you're right. That's a better than MBA because it's it's fun. It's live. Look it, look it. Natunaw yung asin, natunaw yung asin. Don't you have to learn from them? Absolutely, and that's correct. And just like before, we wrap this first part up. Success, just like failure, is all temporary. You can call yourself like, "Oh my God, I'm top of the world right now, successful," but give it a couple months or a few weeks, you're gonna be again. So it's that roller coaster ride that comes through. But you're right by in hindsight being 2020, you are successful because of what you've learned and the value that you've created. And those are the things that no one can ever take away from you because once that's embedded in your heart and in your brain, every single thing that you do moving forward, you already have the cheat code of what to do and what not to do. All right, now let's take our first break. And when we come back, we will now talk about how Dennis came from being salty to being a mover. Let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24.
And we're back from the break. We are still with Dennis and Jade of Mober again, who uh, prior to the break told us their origin story. But again, let's continue the story here because after doing salt, Dennis changed his business from being salty to showbiz. I don't understand how the hell this <laughs> this start, how this this uh, stitched through. So Dennis, first of all, I want to understand how did the salt business end and how did you start? A showbiz magazine business. Okay, uh, after 11 years of industry assault, no, I realized that it's not gonna work. No, I realized that I cannot bring salt to IPO because salt is an, a commodity, right? So trading salt is volatile. It's commodity, very cheap. So I realized, voila, and the competition then was really, really hard. No, but the last year of my salt career, I would say. Mm. My competitor been saying, oh, wala na, patay na si DN. They called me DN because mm. of my Dennis Nam brand. Right? So, okay. wala na. So, you know, the ego thing, no? I had to let go of the ego thing. I realized that I don't care as long as I, I did my best. I've been here for 11 years. So, the last part of my salt career was I was buying salt from a competitor. Can you imagine? Being number two, yeah. now I'm buying salt from them, right? So, can you imagine how... People will think degrading, you know? but for me, no, I'm doing it correctly because I'm buying salt. I realized that ang asin namin na import before, nobody wanted to rent out warehouse because it's kakalawang, eh. corroded. Yeah, it's corrosive. Yes. Yeah. So we, it's an open air. Parang bundok, it's a, it's a mountainous of salt. And we just cover oh it God. with the tarpaulin, right? The uh-huh. bottom of that mountain of salt, three feet, dinadaan ng mga truck, dinadaan ng mga payloader. And that's oh very dirty. So I saw money there. I, I, I researched. Did you know that you can wash salt and make it very clean and very bright and shiny? Yes. How? Okay. So I studied this. A brine, you, yeah, you brine. make a brine. Salty water. Yes. In, incredibly salty, salty water. water. That's what brine is. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you measure the saltiness of the brine. If the okay. saltiness of the brine is 85 okay. and it's your salt is 88, then 3%. Okay? So we use a screw conveyor. The salt is coming down. Okay. The brine is coming up, going up. Oh. oh that's right. So it rubs the salt surface, the dirty one, then it came out a very shiny salt, white salt. So Amazing. I'm buying that one very cheap from them, garbage for them. It's a gold mine for me. That's crazy. Right. I mean, they're probably laughing at you, but they're like, nah, I'm buying this cheap and this is my this is what I'm reselling now because all I need to do is I now get rid of my import costs and all these things of storage costs. Whatever your latak would be, I'll turn it into gold and that's it. But I want to understand. So if you're doing that, why stop? Okay. How did that end to go to stopping? Uh, it was a very challenging. I'm going into retail. There's a retail okay. now, packing, right? When you go to the Palenque, they sell salt in the takal. Nakatakal. Right. I yep. want to change that behavior. Why sell on the takal? Why don't you sell the one in the pack? Mas malinis, right? But, you know, I was doing that not because for me, because I had few people working for me. You know? They've been very dedicated, passionate. I realized, and how, how can they survive, right? Because I don't have any plan. After the salt, if I shut down the salt, what, what to do, right? So, but mm. uh, one day they told me, Dennis, don't worry about us. We can take care of ourselves. 
You've been taking care of us for the last 11 years. And I think we know that you really did your best. Pero wala. This is the end. So when they told me that and they said, we're okay, then parang nawala na yung passion sa salt. Mm. So that's it. But okay, I want to really do a deep dive here because I've been through this, Dennis, and over the past, I mean, few months also, there's always episodes of like, shit, this is so hard. I'm doing this for the rest of the team. But deep inside your head as a leader, this is the scariest part because this is where doubt creeps in. And at the end of the day also, and I'm pretty sure you you went through this, doubt creeps in and you're right. You're going to ask him, what the fuck am I going to do next? What's next? And that's the scary part. I want to understand what was going through your head and through your heart. Because at the end of the day, you still have to portray a very strong image for your team. I know deep inside, you're like, man, I got to take care of these guys. 11 years, this is my family. I eat last. But deep inside your head, I'm pretty sure you have episodes of this. Walk me through that process before you even got into the... Again, how did... Still very interested how you got from salt to showbiz. But what was your state when this was happening in your salt business? It was difficult, no? Because you're thinking, ilan familia yon, di ba? But on the lighter side, invisible. Kaya hindi ako nagkasama. Good move. Wala pa akong ECB na familia. And here, I am. Iniisip ko yung familia nila, di ba? But I think I was very lucky to have a team that they also realized that I've been doing this for them, no? The straight answer to you, Ronald, wala akong alam na gagawin dati. I don't know. After the salt business, I don't know next. I don't know. It's just like, maybe take a break because I've been doing it for 11 years. So challenging. A lot of, a lot of hassle. Yeah. I don't know. When they told me na, okay lang. So I said, anyone would like to continue the business, you can have it. I, I don't mind. Mm. Yeah, you can have it. Then, Nagsabi said, don't worry about us. We can take care of it. Then after that, wala. Uh, talagang, parang, nabunutan ka ng tinik. It's just like, okay. Oh, that's what it felt. Okay, yeah, wow. Parang, okay. Okay, let's, Close this down. That's it. Uh, let's take a win. 11 years. We did a lot. We're not here forever. The one thing that I learned there is, I think there's no such thing as forever in a business. Ah. After, that, after that salt business, no, one thing that I realized that if I want to do another business, I want to always take the exit plan. While you are preparing it, what's the exit plan? Because I don't want to do another salt business without a clear exit plan. God. That's how I, I did it. That's true. Yeah. It's again, me, I'm, I'm in my third startup now. No matter how hard you push, no matter how good the team you put in, there are only certain things you can control, right? There's so many things that can go wrong versus the things that can go right. And you're right. If you don't plan for the exit plan for yourself, I mean, and for your team, then, you know, it's that's why it's incredible when you see all these multi-generational businesses and how they're able to do that because it's so fucking hard. You know, like the best businesses that you see are the Ayalas, the SMs, the Gokong Ways and whatnot. They've done amazing stuff because it's easy to fail on your first try, especially. But at this point now, with that mindset, I want to understand how did this, from salt to showbiz, how the hell did that happen? Okay, so after the salt business, so my mom was you know, my mom was telling me to get some ulomo. I told you five years ago, you stopped the salt, blah, blah, blah. But that time when I told my mom, okay, mom, I want to close the business. 
Okay. Then she said, "Okay, finally you realized, right? So why don't you go to Hong Kong? Oh, take a break. Wow. Because my sister, my sister has a store in Hong Kong. Ah, yeah. I mean, uh, they, you know, they're selling Filipino products in Hong Kong. Where in Hong Kong? In Worldwide Plaza, where every Sunday, nice. where the Filipino, yeah, 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 are, are the OFWs are there. Is there, right? So my sister, my brother-in-law has a store there. So my mom said, why don't you take a break? Okay. I think Hong Kong gives you 14 days. Go there for 14 days. I thought I'm taking a break. When I went to Hong Kong, my sister saw me, Kuya, you're here. Ikaw magkaha. Ako mag-break. What a sister. Oy, the guy is trying to take a break from his business. What the hell? Okay. Magkaha ka. Ako mag-break. So I missed because this is new for me. I, I enjoyed it. Mm. I, I, I'm seeing a lot of OFWs there. I can ask about okay. them. Blah, blah, blah. So I, I saw there's a newspaper in Hong Kong. All right. What's it called? A free, a free newspaper, The Sun. There's a newspaper, The Sun. Okay. Libre. Then I'm browsing. It's shucks. I'm damning ads. This guy must be making a lot of money. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. So when my sister, I told my sister, uh, sino kalaban ito? So, oh, why don't you do one like that, right? Sabi sa akin. So, I don't want to copy the model. I want something better. I want something better. Na hindi ako, it's a low barrier for competition. Correct. I want something. So, I said, okay, what is the, the sellable magazine, showbiz magazine? Sabi niya, Yes Magazine before. And she yung pinakamalaking dealer ng Yes sa Hong Kong. Diba? So, okay, why don't we come up with the showbiz magazine, cleaner, pero libre. Because that time, Ron, the OFW, malungkot, homesick. Well, like, of course. There's no internet. That's right. why the, the magazine is selling a lot. Because, you know, the... How will you get your news about Shawi <laughs> and Gabi Concepcion, diba? How? <laughs> yes, I mean, well, I just saw the concept. I said, I want to do this one. Okay. I saw this concept. So, problem ako, content. Alright? Mm. So, there was a talk about the big publication here in the Philippines to do a JV in Hong Kong. I, I shared because my wife is a, is a classmate of, of the, the big publication. So, okay, na, right. na, but last minute, they back out. No? So I said, is it summit? Yes. Okay, cut so, it. All right. so, back out. Back out. Said, okay, fine. I don't want to stop because it's there. I, I found the printer. I found everything. So, sino kaya ang pwede magsulat? Mm. Ah, okay. Love Anubar is a friend. So I, oh. I I texted love I love pakilala mo naman kay Kuya Lars Santiago. Lars <laughs> so, Santiago yeah. update and so show me is <laughs> yes. happening. So show me. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Uh, there is I cannot do it for you because I'm working Jimmy. for Jimmy. I'll be moonlighting. I'll introduce you to a friend of mine na pwede maging editor in chief mo. And Which so is? happened si Lito Maniago. He's a Bicolano. Oh <laughs> my god. I met him. So alam mo, okay. I ran that magazine. Tatlo lang kaming tao. Yes Magazine was yours. No, no. Yes is Summit. Okay. Yes. Itong magazine natin is Cheese Max. Cheese Max Magazine. Yeah. Very straightforward. Cheese And you know what max. you're gonna get. <laughs> Cheese to the Max. Oh my yeah. God. You know right. that I own the trademark of Cheese Max in the Philippines also. But I, I know that the ABS-CBN radio, may may radio sila. Yeah, but they're friends. I said, okay, you can use it. But I'm using it in Hong Kong, right? Then, okay. it turned, tatlo kami. Si Lito as our editor. I have one graphic artist. Okay. Then, ako ang sales. Wow. 
I sell advertisement. Tatlo lang kami every month. Alam ko ang chismis. I was really, well, <laughs> <laughs> in my era, it's called chismos. So well. now, now it's Marites. Right? So, different. Marites. Right? Yes. Alam ko mga sa showbiz. It ran, no? It started in Hong Kong. Then, when I went to Singapore one time, nakita ko yung hmm. chismak sa Singapore, binibenta. Wow. Yes, I asked the guy, when did you get that magazine? Sabi, may mga OFW Singapore, pinadala daw gali Hong Kong sa kapatid dito. Tapos binibenta nila. They put one dollar. I'm a free there, na maliit. Tinakpan na yung sticker, they sell one Singapore dollar. Oh, oh my goodness. Then I said, okay, why don't we expand in Singapore? Because an advertiser ko sa Chismax was, the remittance center, the door-to-door. Yeah, yeah. Those are, and meron din sila sa Singapore. Yeah, Lucky Plaza. Yes, I talked to them. I said, hey, I'm coming up with a Singapore edition, bundled tayo. I'll give a discount two countries. They started in Singapore, went to Guam, wow. Tokyo, and last to LA. Franchise na yon. They franchise, they buy the content, they sell the ads, then I just get the percentage of the revenue of the ads. That's it. That was my... Transition to Showbiz Magazine. <laughs> That's amazing. But okay, I want to understand the economics of this because, again, I'm in the content business in Podcast Network Asia. All right. But this is the technically the new radio. It's hard because my production costs are very expensive. It's not easy to produce a podcast like this because, again, you got to have editors and whatnot. And the thing is with advertising, we get the short end of the stick because all we get majority of the time are just, you know, exploratory budget. We're still gonna always be compared to mainstream like, talks, yeah, the YouTube's, yeah. you know. So you can't sustain a, a big business with that production when you have so much supply and then there's not enough demand. So we had to find another way to make money, which is the podcast production SaaS that we have, which is called Pod Machine. But in your end, a couple of things I want to understand: you were doing this for free, so there was a production cost that you were footing. But is the advertising budget enough to sustain that? Right, because at the end of the day, you want to maintain a big circulation. That's the name of the game in, in print. Yes. Right, the circulation is basically how much your reach is, and nothing beats free. But of course, there's a cost to print. How did you make those so things work? And then, what are the things that you applied that came from the salt business that you applied here now, knowing what you know? Okay, so remember, there's a newspaper. Huh? I was saying I don't want to have the newspaper. Because the content of a newspaper is quite boring. Uh, uh, you know, community news, right? Yep. And like a showbiz magazine. I was disrupting the Yes magazine before. Because Yes was, was for sale. Just a $20 value to buy a magazine, right? For me, it's free. Mm. So I'm disrupting the, the publication market before. Before, wala pang, wala pang such word as disrupting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I disrupted. So I realized that why I was able to sell the advertisement on a premium rate. I was selling it 50% more expensive than the newspaper ads. Wow. Yes. Yes. Because my selling point was I'm telling them, hey, my pass on rate is this X. Because my magazine is, is there's a street value of the magazine. Right. In fact, yung mga walang nakawa, pwede ibenta niya ng $1, $2. Eh. There's a value in the magazine. It's a glossy magazine. It's a showbiz magazine. I have this value. I was able to convince my advertiser by saying, hey, you read this one. Will you keep it? Will you give it? Will you do the password? They said, yes. Okay, this is my rates. That's quite expensive rates. Do not stay, right? Because 
we are separating ourselves from the newspaper. We disrupted the free newspaper with the magazine. The printing cost is quite expensive than the newspaper, no? But of course. there's a value in the magazine. But your margins were big enough to cover the printing cost at the end of the day. All right. So again, remember when we do business, we are to bleed. You know? We don't know. Not, there's no way that day one we're making <laughs> money unless you're doing by yourself, right? The first few months, six months, I talked to my sister supplier, like the Eskinol before. So yeah, ex-deal tayo. Okay. Yeah, I give you how many pages. Ah. Sa akin, I'll send it to my sister. Right? So when they saw that there's an impact to their sales, I said, Tapos na X deal. This is my rates. Got it. So as we, yeah, I mean, yes, that was a very clear positioning for me that, hey, I'm the only fish in this blue ocean. Even if it's small, I don't mind. Basta ako lang. O dalawa lang kamar, we can do that. Right? That's a, right. I was able to transition. But I didn't go online. I used to have an online version. Through an iPad, you parang browse ka lang. Right, but right. I realized the OFW in Hong Kong, wala naman phone eh. They cannot still get want that physical wala. thing. Oh, right. oh. So I said, I don't want to go online. The editor was telling me, then let's go online. But I said, that's a bloody area. No? Dapat every minute may bago kang content. So I, I don't want to go yep, there. Yep. Then the, hmm. the thing that I forgot for that magazine business was, I forgot to sell it. What do you mean? I forgot the exit. I was looking at the exit. That was, like, that was what I was asking. Is like, <laughs> what was your exit here? Yeah. You said you wanted to have an exit. Yes. What was your exit? I forgot that exit because I was making a lot of money. <laughs> okay, Jenna, uh, then dumating na internet. Shucks, hindi ko na nabenta. Boom. I mean, I just closed it. It died a natural death. So, quite happy. Right. Again, I failed dun sa exit plan. Right? Got it. So, what I learned from my salt business, dito, I learned a lot because during the salt business, it's a low barrier. Anybody can buy salt. Anybody can trade salt. My pera, mm-hmm. I can do that. No. So mm-hmm. the next round of this magazine is, okay, I want to make sure that my space is something na hirap pasukin. Yep. I have a premium. I'll make sure that my service level is very high. Mm-hmm. And any competitor will come. They have to climb that ladder to, to be at par. Yeah. So, so that, that's my... The learning that I learned from uh, the experience that I learned from the salt, you didn't apply to some magazine. That's amazing. But at this time, you're liquid, I would assume, because uh, at the end of the day, you said you were making a lot of money, and your your OPEX was very low, and yeah, you're making money now. Okay, Jade is now angry at us for not being <laughs> yeah. able to talk for so long. How did this turn <laughs> into okay. Mober? How did the from this magazine? How did the idea of Mober come through? Because you said it, low barriers to entry, but Mober is a business where there's incumbents and they've been there forever. Yeah. The LBCs of the world and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. I want to understand how did that idea and why it come through and what were you trying to capitalize on when you had this idea and how did you build it? To make it short so that we can accommodate Jade to continue She's the story. Right? Guys, yes. FYI, I'll just describe Jade. <laughs> When we started, she had a smile on. Now nah. she's absolutely angry. It's just one brown. One. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so you know, after the magazine, I started a company called Red Pages. It was an online. Kasama to ng mga sulit pa before. But we're on a B2B uh-huh. side. That was okay. my transition to technology. Well, I saw Alibaba. Then I said, okay, why don't we do it in the Philippines? Dial up anon before on dial up. So we were doing that very early. We do that. We call it red pages now. So Jade was uh, working for, for Web Focus. 
Then I said, why don't you join me here in Red Pages? So she manages Red Pages with us. Mm. After the Red Pages, we're so early and the market is not ready. Okay. I mean, this is something that the startup founders will realize that sometimes when you're so early, doesn't mean that it's an advantage because you have to educate the user. No? So from first that, mover disadvantage. disadvantage. That's the yes. first mover. <laughs> to educate the market, right? So Correct. Voila, uh, then after that, pivoted to REST Diary. REST Diary mm. is a competitor of OpenTable in the US, right? Got it. Okay. So we brought REST Diary, a partnership with Glassflow. Since Jade has the food and beverage experience, okay. I said, Jade, why don't you manage REST Diary? So nice. you know, see Jade for mass of REST Diary. Okay. Then after REST Diary, then we moved to Grab a Cab. Grab a Cab. Yes. Grab a Cab is a taxi dispatching system. Okay. Prior to Grab coming in. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But again, another first mover thing. Nobody want, knew how to do another that. Another first. Another yeah. first. Another first disadvantage, right? Yeah. So, well, so Jake can talk to the journey and okay. to him over. And yeah. Okay. So I'll just double down on this, right? When I say first mover disadvantage, because at the end of the day, you, there's some advantage that, okay, there's no market you're creating it. The disadvantage that you have if you're the first mover is you're going to have to figure out how to stay alive until the tide turns. The tipping point happens. And a lot of the people that start as the first mover or the first guy that really comes through at the race and, you know, pole position leaves everybody in the dust is, okay, do you have enough resources to keep that thing coming through or will you run out of gas for everybody to catch up? And then you're the sacrificial lamb. I want to understand now because obviously we know now in hindsight that Grab eventually won this game. Easy Taxi, Rocket tried to do it, blah, blah, blah. Jade, I want to understand now the learnings that you guys did because Again, there's a behavioral change that you had to go through. People don't know how to book a cab using an app before. And more so, I remember there was a phase where drivers didn't know how to use a cell phone to, <laughs> to even accept a freaking thing and not even use a map. What were the challenges you had to go through, Jade, when you did grab a cab? Yeah, as Dennis mentioned, that we're the first. No? So one is the challenge to educate the market. So that will take time for the people to learn how to use it. So that will eat a lot of resources for you, doing a lot of marketing campaigns to educate the market, go deep to the market, like side by side with the people on how to use it and know very well kung paano sila mag-isip and paano sila mag adjust with the one that's coming in. So yun yung very challenging for us during that time that we're the first in the market. Okay, now what were the... How did that end? Because obviously that didn't push through. And how did that come into becoming mover? So during that time, when we were doing the grab a cab, then all of a sudden grab came. So we decided... To <laughs> they literally it. grab everything. Yeah. Okay. Mm. yeah. So we pivoted the system to a delivery service. So our focus now there during that time is to help the SMEs to grow their business Mm. By not owning a delivery van. So instead of them buying their own delivery van, they outsource it to us. Then that's where we started Mover. Okay, here's my question. And I'll throw this back right back at Dennis. Why did you not choose to compete? Because here's why. I see a lot of local Filipino startups, right? It's like, yeah, I want to compete head on with a Grab or a Food Panda or whatever. And I'll be the best thing and whatnot. And I love the brevity. But at the end of the day, as a startup, 
you want to give yourself a realistic chance to win. Okay. Whatever that meaning of winning is. So why? Why did you not want to compete and you pivoted? You know, yeah. One idiotic that I will share. No? When you say grab, right? Grab a cab. Then there's grab, right? We own the brand grab a cab. And grab cannot come oh in. Oh my God. You know that? <laughs> I mean, uh, I was with Franco Verona. Franco is the first country manager of grab here. Yep. Uh, we have this story. Franco Foxman, yes. my investor in PNA. Yes. Shout out. Yeah, we have, we have this story, you know. Hey, he talked to me the other day. Did you know that we're so worried about you? We're so afraid that the guy that Tony, Anthony Tan is worried about is you. It's like, holy shit, why? What did I do? <laughs> did you remember I invited you to our office? Then you saw a lot of tech guy. To scare you off. <laughs> <laughs> what a move by Franco. Okay. Sorry, but again, again, the, the question is, is like, why did I not choose to compete, right? I don't have that fun to compete, number one. And during those times, you know that the fundraising, is, there's no radar in the Philippines. Everybody's going to Indonesia. Everybody going to Indonesia. I remember Jade and I were so busy attending Tech in Asia, Diba may mga speed dating na, na fundraise, right? Yung mga ganon. Mm-hmm. You know, Jade pila dito, ako nag-uusap, then ako pipila para marami akong makausap na, <laughs> na VC, right? Yes. This was so, so tiring, you know? Yep. You know, what made us stop, Ron? I just want to share with you what made us stop. When I was pitching to a VC and we're so tired, hindi ka malang tingnan sa mata, nagsasalita ka. You know, when I realized that, I said, oh my God, I don't want to do that. I said, I don't want to do that. I, I closed my laptop. I left. I said, I'm sorry, guy. I don't want to waste your time. And I don't want to waste my yeah. time. And umalis na lang ako. That was the eye-opener for me that, hey, we're not ready yet. Diba? So when wow. we saw them, they're giving away. Okay, tell you frankly, during our grab a cab year, ang driver, alam mo, the taxi drivers, ayaw nila mga truck. Yeah. Ayaw. Because... If they can do out of the, yeah, if they're said, boundary, out of the, the boundary, yes, right. out of the territory, bawal ako lumabas ng Quezon City, di ba? They go uh. to as far as Baguio. Alam ng taxi owner, ba't ka pumunta ng Baguio? Di ba? Ang, ang idea namin sa Gravacab was to disrupt the two-way radio. Remember when you want to ride a taxi, you call a number, yeah, yeah. two-way radio. We just disrupt that. But Grab came, AC Taxi came, they were giving away phones to the drivers how do you compete with that? How can you compete with that? So I said, yeah. okay, Jade, tama na. let's find another one. Then, mm. because so stubborn, we found another market, okay. a marketplace for the delivery. So we were mm. educating again the guy, hey, do this, do that, right? Then after that, I realized, well, so unfortunate that walang tumaya sa Philippines as general. No? I mean, uh, lang. I mean, you know, the Foxman. Is really very active helping the startup, right? You're helping startup during my year. Well, again, no, no fox month, right? yeah. So no, we can see th- Yeah, this is from 2012 up till again 2019. There was no such thing as uh, we celebrate a fifty thousand dollar check before. Uh, like, oh my god, you raised fifty thousand dollars, right? <laughs> it was such a big thing before, right? You someone raises a six digit. Oh my God. Like, just like when Magellan won a million bucks. Yes. 
holy shit, right? That that was that was amazing. But again, you were right. We were in that stage for a long while. But I want to now understand since that those resources did not exist. How did you bootstrap? Because and Jade, I'll throw this to you. How did you bootstrap, and what was the team composition like? So obviously, Dennis is used to getting his hands dirty, doing a three-man team, doing cheese max, right? What was the composition of this, and how did you operate being a bootstrapped company at that point? Like what Dennis said, yeah, we we attended some of the bootstrapping mm-hmm. in Singapore, in Hong Kong to get investors' attraction. Mm-hmm. And then, ang key lang naman doon is to grow your market, mm-hmm. to grow your data, mm-hmm. para meron kang present to your investors. Yeah. So, bootstrapping, no? I have some business on the side, Ron. Okay. I was supplying some PBC card and some uh, stuff to a big HMO company. I'm making money there. I also do a publishing business on the side here. For China Daily. Oh, nice. Whatever I make there, I burn it here. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, That's I mean, the worst because you know you're killing on the other side and you're, it, you're just burning on the, yes, the other side. I, I make there, oh. I burn. How much did I burn there? Why am I still doing this now, right? Why am I still huh. doing this now? But again, bootstrap doing there, no? helping the team, helping the startup. No? So that's how, how we've been surviving. Now, last question with your, with your career first break, Dennis. I want to understand. So you went into pivot, but obviously you pivoted into this. And it's so hard. And it actually, no, it's so easy to die during those phases. You know, I want to understand. Talk to me about the very first few near-death experiences of Mober. What were the biggest hurdles you had to go through? Because again, a lot of our the startups that, Existed 2012, 2013, 2014, 15 are dead by now. You guys are still alive. That's why I'm super, super proud of what you guys have done. How close were you guys from dying during those early days? Very close. Honestly, very, <laughs> very, to, yeah. very close. Yeah, talk to me about that. Okay. Uh, well, pandemic came, right? Pandemic came. I would say, as far as mobile is concerned, pandemic is an eye-opener for us. We're able to restructure our OPEX. Mm-hmm. Because we're very strong with last mile, same day delivery. We do a same day delivery for SM Appliance Center. We are very strong in the malls. We use the mall and the tenants and the stores to offer same day delivery now. So that sets us aside from, from the competitor like Lala Move before, right? So then pandemic came. We used to have 40 in our team, 43 in our team. But okay. majority of the team were working inside the mall. So, voila, I talked to the team. I said, okay, I still have some savings that I can part ways with you. But again, uh, I'm sorry, but I can. If I want to survive, then I choose the 17 team to be behind. But uh, sadly, unfortunately, I have to let go of the other team because so I don't see any way for me to keep them, but to let go. Wow. That was a sad story, no? Then during the pandemic, as a founder, you have to be very disciplined. Remember the pandemic, motorcycle delivery because of you know food delivery, grocery delivery, and dame. No? And we are in that space. Our app is ready for that. Mm-hmm. Everybody, even Jade and the team, 
were telling, why don't we go there because we need to survive something like mm. this. I said, okay, the seven na natitira, feeling ko yung savings ko, kaya ko pa naman isustain hanggang baka mag-okay yung pandemic, no? But during pandemic, we're really fortunate. I would say we're fortunate because the appliance, nag-boom eh. That's home bodies. I had her on the show here a few weeks ago. Yeah. It's her fault. Everybody became uh, you know, hybrid. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they wanted to buy it started with the plantita movement, and now everybody wanted to reconstruct their home. Yes. So yeah, appliances were really hot with yes. all those. So those during things. those time, we're doing the e-commerce sale of the SF Appliance Center. Wow. The other brand king. So we're able to to survive with that, no? So honestly, malakas pa rin ako sa taas. Everybody's telling me na malakas pa rin tayo sa taas, di ba? We, we ask for divine mm-hmm. intervention. So yun yun nangyari, no? But near death, oh, almost there. Kung hindi nag-pandemic, we don't know, right? But again, I'm not saying that I'm happy because of the... No, it's just like, just so happened that we're very disciplined. We stick to our, our bulky same-day delivery. Don't come then IKEA came. Then that's the translation. That then uh, when IKEA came, uh, do you know the negotiation for IKEA started 2018? No, Jay? 2018. What? 2018. Yes. 2018, and yes. they just opened last year? No, they right? opened 2021. 2021. Sorry, I'm, I'm all confused now with, with, with time because of the pandemic. Yes. I don't even know what year it is. Yeah. But before we take and talk about IKEA, let's take our last break and then we come back. We'll now talk about, again, if you've ever been to Ikea in the Philippines, the biggest Ikea in the world, by the way, if you want your nice uh, Scandinavian couch to be delivered, the only way, before you check out, before you go to the parking, you'll see a mover booth there to get it delivered. But before we talk about that, we need to take our last break. When we come back, we'll now talk about how they were able to literally bounce back. I mean, of course, to the IKEA account and how they are now going to go into electric vehicles, to their electric vehicles, technically, business. And again, how they were able to bounce back because this is a great story of resiliency, as you can see. We'll talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. 
You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with GCash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UNOREADY savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UNOEARN or hashtag UNOBOOST time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UNOEARN and flexible tenors with hashtag UNOBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the UNO virtual debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about UNO Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like UNO can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. We're back in the break. We are still with Dennis and Jade, who then now told us how they went from Grab a Cab to the FNB business like Open Table to also Mober. And again, IKEA. When I saw you guys, I didn't know you guys were the one fulfilling for them. I was like, holy shit, they just hit the jackpot here. But talk to me, guys. So Jade, I'll start with you. How hard it was to get the IKEA account because I'm pretty damn sure everybody wanted that thing. How did you win it? We started with them because same floor kami during the time that yung they they're building the IKEA office. Okay. So their office is in Rockwell. During that time, we're also in the same building. So they're starting building their office. Kami yung ginamit nila as their transport provider. So that's just being the right place at the right yeah. time, huh? Okay. Yeah. 
then that's where we started. So we tender our, our proposal to bid as contractor. But how big was the requirement? Because IKEA is no picnic, right? That's easily the biggest furniture store in the world. And were you even ready to accommodate that demand? How did you accommodate that demand? Because when you do procurement like this and bidding, you know, there's certain tenets that you need to check in order for you to qualify. How did you guys do that? Okay, so it all started 2017 when when Akia Country so us in Philippine Retail Association, the event, I uh, yung van doon sa lobe to show them that we're an on demand. Ah, nice. So doon niya tayo nakilala. So he sent an email asking us if we want to join the tender ng IKEA. No? The 2017. Nice. That's May 2, 2017. Ganun katagal. So we, we did. Jake mentioned nga. When they moved their office to Rockwell, 17th floor, we're just uh, we're holding a small office in a co-working space there. Ilan lang kami. Right. So they mm-hmm. asked us to do the, the transfer. So doon kami nagkakilala. In Accelerate? Are you guys no, in Accelerate? Uh, we Which used Rockwell? to be in the juice, Rockwell 8. Ah, region. Ah, dati. Doon kami dati. So we did the delivery for them, you know. What we did, we tender, there were 40 logistic company. Ang hinihiko lang namin doon was, give us the same day delivery because this is our expertise, right? Got it. We're not a logistic guy. So I remember during those times, you 40 down to three. Wow. And you Who three, are you competing against? See, well, uh, there's D.B. Schenker and there's Royal Cargo. Oh and my God. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. eventually, we did not win. They gave it to the two. Yes. And they gave us the, they only gave us the same-day delivery. Yan lang alam nyo eh. Don't guys same-day delivery. Okay. okay. Then, pandemic came. <laughs> pandemic hit. Yung isa, umayaw. Yeah. So, nang umayaw ng isa, the regional was saying, oh, give it to Mover, give it to Mover. But because, again, we're small. We're small. We don't have that experience as, as a logistic guy. The only experience we have is we have SM Appliance Center. No? But again, to clarify, SM Appliance Center is our biggest client. We have been doing their same-day delivery, and we have a good partnership with them. So then IKEA came. Okay, begin natin sim over. Pasay City. That's only tiny Pasay City compared to the whole... Called Metro Manila, right? Okay. So then I, I told Jade, okay, Jade, why don't you head IKEA operation? So they asked for trucks and they asked for EV. Okay. Electric vehicles. Said, uh, we want EV. As a very agile startup and everything stops sa akin. And they're easy for them to communicate. Anong hihihi namin? Okay, kaya? Bigay again. Hindi kaya? Tell them hindi kaya. So this all started with a small Pasay City market. Okay. During the opening, that was November 25, 2021, during the, the opening remarks, the Georg mentioned in his speech that, thank you, one of our TSP mobile for sharing wow. our vision for sustainability. We had two, two EVs at the time. That's amazing. Yes. Having the EV vehicle is not easy. Because wala pa eh. How do you even get those? Yes, okay. <laughs> Where do you charge that? Okay. So, alam mo, that time, I was looking for EV. Wala akong mahanap. Then, tanong-tanong. Then, I was, I was connected to Isakai. The Meralco Isakai. Right? 
they're doing the Makati Mandaluyong route. If you notice, there's an electric jeep in Makati Mandaluyong. Right, right. Sila yon. So I met with them. They're very helpful. and shared with me. I shared with them a vision. Sabi ko, pwede ba yung dalawa dyan iparet mo sa akin? Ilalagyan ko lang, i-wrap ko. Pasa may maibigil akong EV sa IKEA. Wala. Sabi ko, wala. But then, meron kami ganitong van. Ganito, ganyan. Pero ang mahal. Talaga ang mahal. I said, okay. Pwede bang 12 months to pay? <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. They're very supportive. I mean, they were That's the amazing. one who helped Mober to go into this vision. We had the two nice. EV from them because they accommodated us. You know? So we were able to give IKEA that one. And th- th- those two EVs are now 16 events and four e-trucks. Yes. How were you able to then go from that to Hulugan for 12 months, right? To get more. And I guess, how did you win over IKEA to get more? Because when we built our studio in PNA, obviously we bought some stuff in, in IKEA. Our studios in Pasig, you guys delivered, right? So how did it go from Pasay to then the whole whatever service area would be? And also, how did this continue to grow? 2021 November opening. December was peak. I was telling the team, I was telling Jay, Jay, malit lang ang Pasay, it's okay. Kung magka-problema tayo, at least hindi tayo nasa radar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kung magpalpak tayo, we're not in the radar, we're just only 10% of the total market, right? So that's, right. A, that's a beauty of starting small. But we're very prepared. So from, from that time, like December, nagka-problema-problema yung delivery, then they all send it over to Mober. So from there, we show our service level. We're very high, our service level. We make sure we're, we're on it, on top of it. Then, eventually, they said, oh, Mober is quite ready. Bigyan na lang sila ng dagdag na lanes. So, nakuha namin yung passing. So, yan yung, that's how we grow, right? We show our service level. We, we are committed. Meaning, we always treat the customer of our customer is our customer. Meaning, it's a brand, eh. Pag nasira, hindi naman si Mober eh. Si customer. Like for example, in the SM Appliance Center, pag nakapalpa kami, it's SM Appliance Center, not us, no? So we always make sure that we take care of the brand. But we know the brand value. We know that it's very expensive to build a brand, right? For somebody to ruin it, right? So we're very focused there. But that's why we grow slowly for IKEA, no? I mean, uh, even during pandemic, one, Jade and another person in our team, CG, we tour the Southeast Asia IKEA. We wrote them a letter. Wow. We went there to immerse. We want to see the best practices. Because kami, yung Philippines ang baby. Eh. This is uh, infancy. Eh. Matandaan sila. Matagal na. So yeah, we the one in Singapore is yes, there Singapore is the first, first IKEA in Southeast Asia. So we went mm-hmm. there. We met a lot of people. We, we took the best practices and brought it here. So that's how we partner with not only IKEA, but of course, all our clients. That's amazing. All right. I'll, I'll just ask you, Dennis, real quick, several pay it forward questions before we wrap this baby up. Again, what an amazing story of grit, resiliency, and whatnot. But with what you now know, Dennis, in terms of doing all these businesses that you've built, right? Mober has stood the test of time. Okay. What are the things that you think you applied here that you got from Chismax, from the salt businesses that you did well? That you now into Mober because you could have easily folded. You could have easily just said during the pandemic, Jade, let's just do another one again. I don't care. You have means to actually start a new business. Good thing you have other businesses to support this. 
But what are those things that kept you afloat despite those again near those ex- near death experiences? Okay, one one on a very Miss Universe answer. I have okay, a client. Miss Pil- Miss Philippines. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I have a, a, a very supportive client. I mean, SM Appliance are very amazing. They've been supporting Mober, and with all gratitude, we help them increase the service level. No? so you know one second. Again, if you're gonna ask me for my advice, take care of your client now. Forget mm. about the new clients coming because if you don't take care of the client now, ano gagawin mo kung wala to, di ba? So that's how right. our thing is about now. We're able to find the niche. No, wala sa akin yung mindset that looking at my competitor. If I look at lalamu as my competitor, then how I can compete with them because they have so much fun and they're global, no? So if I look at them and fight with them, then mawawala tayo. I mean, so why, why do that, right? So let's find our own niche. No? I was able to find this niche. Continue mm-hmm. doing the niche, right? Again, I cannot keep on supporting Mober from my other business. So honestly, I'm not getting young anymore. Kailangan na mag-ipon for my medical needs in the future. Kasi baka yung HMO, hindi ka na-cover. So I mean, yun ako, Ron. We found a niche, no? Found a niche. We'll take care of it. We're happy with this one. Maybe it's not huge. Mm-hmm. Maybe we, I took away the idea of going unicorn, no? Because I can be unicorn. Ron, invest ka sa akin ng $10 and you get a 0.00001%. And I'm a unicorn. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I mean, wala na yun. Again, I, just, I'm, I want to circle, circle back lang, Ron. Doon sa nasabi mo na $50,000 investment, we celebrate, right? Okay. So sa Mober... Every time na may nakuha akong investor, nangyinig ako. You know why? Mm. Because it's a day one of a hard work where we're getting money from our investor. Then it's our responsibility to make sure that money lumago eh. Diba? I, I mean, we are in now in the States some over that we don't burn money to grow. Grow and grow and bahala na after makuha yung market to how to monetize it, right? Not anymore. Right for me, if we can grow and we can grow the bottom line, then that's business. Absolutely. And then we now also live in a world in in startups where, you know, we're in a course correction where the key is not to grow, grow, grow. How many of these startups can actually get to profitability and sustain? Right? That's the narrative because these are the core fundamentals of business that now takes into effect in the tech space. Can you build a sustainable business where, you know, you have enough profit to cover your burn? Right? And again, you're going to have to make those tough decisions, downsizing your team in order to give yourself a better shot. Right, A lot of startups are going through that right now. And let's not ridicule startups when they do that because in a perfect world, no founder wants to let anyone go. Yes, Nobody. That's the most gut-wrenching feeling in the world to let someone go. But when founders are forced to course correct, in order to live to fight another day. It's not selfish. It's because they want to live by what their team can do, what they want to be able to service their customers are. And at the end of the day, you also want to make sure that who invested in this company will not crash and burn because you refuse to course correct. Because here's what pains me, Dennis. I've been seeing this a lot in Startup PH. We fucking ridicule people with startups that are struggling. Oh, this startup is doing some cost cutting. They have some layoffs. Dude, they're doing that because they're trying to survive. 
why are you giving them so much shit because they're trying to survive so that they can live to fight another day? It's so hard. It is so fucking hard to make that call and look people in the eye and say, sorry, we're going to have to let you go. It's so fucking hard. And here we are shitting on people because they have to make that tough. That's just unheard of. And coming from a founder, you've, you've experienced this, Dennis. The fact that you got to this level already, massive kudos. I'm a big fan, right? But during that path from cutting to just getting back above water, that's super hard. Now, that's what I wanted to know. In terms of that journey, I want to know the emotional toll. How did you, what will be your advice for founders that literally just went through that moment where they had to cut and they're just on the way to where you are now, to surviving and building a sustainable business that's not in need of funding all the time. What would be your advice? Well, again, you're right, no, Ron. It's, it's not easy. Because when you let go of somebody, you let go of someone that helped people. Well, for their family. Yeah. yeah. So it's not really easy, you know. But uh, again, how hard is it? No matter how hard is it, as a founder, we have to look at into their eyes and explain, no? I mean, explain. Right? Well, this is not a randomly choice, no? On my side, no, I'm, I'm, I would say I, I'm still fortunate to explain to them that yung true of duty nila, yung position nila, nagsaray. I mean, so yun. But uh, again, to other founders, no? I mean, don't worry about other people will think about you. I mean, sometimes, just focus. Sabi, parati kong sinasabi, ah, kila Jade, alam mo, as long as wala tayong loko, hindi tayo ng suba, you can look at their face. You know? I don't care. Sabi mo pa na, mahirap tulong kausap, whatever, basta wala. You don't care because at the end of the day, it's your decision. It's your startup, right? It's your startup. Then they don't have any say, right? Just do the thing that you think is right. No? You're the only one who can decide it for yourself. No? So don't worry about other people's sinasabi sa'yo. Because that can paralyze a lot of us. Oh, what are going to people talk about? And, and that's what sucks. When people, you know, you're trying to live by and then people, this is real, right? There's crab mentality. You don't kick a, a horse when they're down. When people are struggling, you don't kick them down. You pull them up. Because so, everybody's struggling right now. I can name in one hand the only ones that are, that are thriving. Everybody else is, is struggling. We need to get rid of this notion that we have to kick people out, kick people down. Because you know who loses when, when people do that? Everyone. The whole market loses because nobody will invest in the Philippines if we keep proving to ourselves that we're not better off because we are the first ones to actually kick ourselves in the ass. But again, I'll stop ranting because you guys are doing such an amazing job. Thank you so much. Dennis and Jade. But before I let you go, Jade, what's next for you guys in Mobile? And, and what, where, where should people go if they want to work with you and if they also want to take advantage of what you guys have built? And again, sustainability. What's next for Mobile? Yeah, so we're growing. We're still focused on growing Mobile. So we're looking at 2025, 100% electric. Wow. So we have booth in uh, IKEA at the ground floor for same-day delivery offer. And so we also have home deliveries and assemblies offered for IKEA. 
All right. Thank you so much, Jade. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any type of podcast app. And again, we did say some jargon. It's going to be in the show notes on hustleshare.com. And lastly, if you want to be part of the community and be involved in how we interview amazing entrepreneurs like Jade and Dennis, you can go sign up at the Hustle Share Premium community at premium.hustleshare.com. Again, Dennis and Jade, thank you very much. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.